So I can't believe I did this again, but I'm just going to get out in front of this. Try to save some type of face before Jimmy starts hammering me. And if he does, it's, I all deserved. We did. And it's it's only been two of the greatest segments we've probably ever recorded, which is what makes it all so frustrating. Um, because the first one was about the mass shooting right after the Chicago uh, Park, Highland Park, whatever it was, uh, this past summer. And we did, you know, 40 good, solid minutes about critical thought and current times and only to find that I didn't hit record. Um, and so last week we reviewed <laughs> and it's, it feels so bad. I had to take a shower afterwards. I felt so dirty because we did like 35, 40 minutes on Dahmer, this series on Netflix that I'm sure everybody's seen. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, and by the end of it, I was like smiling at Jimmy, like, wow, man, we really, that was actually pretty good. We, we had good back and forth. And then Jimmy saw my face and I guess I can only let you explain. He's like, I, he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm just like, my, my face is in my hands <laughs> and it just, it was a face of pure defeat. Shameful. It just, it feels horrible. When I just look at Jimmy and say, oh, I, di I didn't even hit record because I didn't want to have to say the sentence. I almost just lied to him and didn't say anything and then was going to be like, oh, the recording was broken. But I'm uh, loyally honest to a fault um, most of the time in my life. And here we are. <laughs> Try number two. Uh, I, I typed out on a notepad today. I will not forget to hit record probably 500 times. Uh, did you hit now. record? I did. I did. It didn't All right. I just have to double check. Uh, it's, before not we get into this. it's not a bad idea. So revisiting this and men told us prior to this recording of this segment that he gave up on the show. And we're going to, we're going to get to that because I was asking him if he had watched it. Jimmy and I have completed the show. Alex has yet to see it. Um, Evan Peters plays. Jeffrey Dahmer, right? And Jimmy, why don't you fill everybody in? STL. Why don't you fill, fill everybody in on who Jeffrey Dahmer is or was in case they don't have the internet or live under a rock and don't, literally don't know? Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and even before that, really, if you really want to dig into it. But, um, but he was caught in 1991. Actually, three days, two days, two or three days after my birthday. That was his last killing, the day I was born. That's um, the best fact of all time. Jimmy's, <laughs> Jimmy's birth, like his his signs align with Jeffrey Dahmer's final murder uh, prior to being arrested. But um, he was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, he was on, you know, the, the gay side. Um all of his victims were the gay side young of men. Milwaukee, or just he was all oh, just you know, just sexuality. Yeah, he you know, you can say homosexual, gay. it's not offensive. I know. It's, it's, well, I'm just so scared in 2022. I am. Wow, just scared. So scared. He just berated me, Jimmy. In the you first said a lot of things. Be scared about going to Kansas yeah, City. I know. Well, that's I'm about wearing so a jersey. Scared. This is about saying, you know, true. saying homosexual. Serious, Chris Whittingham says he got kicked in the penis because that's what it's called. It's called a penis. It's not a bad penis word. Penis dude. She got, she got kicked Bag in it. the vagina. That it happens, but, unfortunately, to people. 
Jeffrey's one of the most famous serial killers of them all is because when they arrested him, they found the victims in his fridge, cut up, frozen, some of them eaten, um, you name it. And it was one of the most disturbing crime scenes cops say they've ever seen. Because some of them, the, some of them no one... thawing out. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's seriously, like some of them, you know, it's not funny, but it kind of is because that's what was happening. Like, you, you don't want to try human meat? I'm not interested. Eh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but Evan Peters plays an amazing Jeffrey Dahmer. Molly Ringwald plays Sherry Dahmer, his mother. Richard Jenkins, my boy, plays Lionel. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Niecy Nash? Yeah, Niecy Nash. Did I pronounce that right? Love her. She plays Glenda Cleveland, a mother of one of the victims. Incredible. Um, she, but I thought they hit every spectrum. Her in claws. She's pretty popular. In Reno, oh yeah, you'll find it. Reno nine one one. The main star, Evan Peters. He's Quicksilver in all the X Men movies, and he also stars in American Horror Story, probably where he's most known from. Go to one of the uh, a show that I tried to get of the go office ahead. With, go ahead. The interns, no, no, go ahead. with the interns and watch him. He is Michael Scott's nephew. He is correct. By Michael Scott <laughs> and then immediately turn on Dahmer and it'll make it feel much less scary. Correct. Yes, he was Michael Scott's nephew. But as far as the show entirely, what was it? Ten episodes, I think. It did cover pretty much everything and I like how it covered the trial and all that. The aftermath, not just, you know, the Climax, the gores, the killings. Um, Evan Peters looks just like him. They did an incredible job on that. He's creepy. Um, played played it great. Played it great. And probably got a lot of practice from American Horror Story playing a creepy, weird role. But I liked it. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of Dahmer shit. I've read a lot of Dahmer shit. There's so many fucking Dahmer this, Dahmer that, whether it's documentaries whether it's movies they made, um, miniseries, you name it. Everyone's tried to get squeeze a penny out of this guy because he is one of the biggest creeps. And it's said, and I'm not sure how true this is, but it's said that when he was sentenced, people were in an uproar that he didn't get the chair or, you know, get lethal, you know, put to death, nothing like that. And the judge supposedly did it on purpose because he knew he would die in federal or in population, general pop. And uh, which he did. He did, which he did. And people say now that that saved the state over a million dollars because of how much it cost to kill somebody if you were to do it versus what had happened of him just going to general pop and ultimately getting killed. Yeah, we can just slash off the heads of baby lambs for pennies on the dollar. But Jeffrey Dahmer, I mean, has just to take one of the in a humane manner, cow prod, right. just right to his head. Exactly. <laughs> but no, they got to do it the right way and give it the lethal injection. No, um, I thought Jeffrey I... Epstein is still alive. Okay. All right. Thank you. Nothing to do with him. Uh, he's not the same person as who we're talking about, but they but were both still alive. called Jeffrey. He didn't die. Um, so I know Jimmy didn't go too much into the show. I'm not going to rehash a bunch of it. The first two episodes are pretty dark. The show brings you front and center from the very beginning of the very first episode to the point of discomfort, mass discomfort. Uh, the first 15 minutes <laughs> are tough. Some to is hard through. to watch. Uh, yeah. 
and it partly and the, way... the reason why I dropped it. Okay. Well, well, you, you just shouldn't have started it then, man. You just weren't ready to start it. That's all. Right. That'd be like me starting the conjuring and then quitting halfway through and being like, well, I just, I know where this is going. No, it's because I'm terrified. That's why I'm turning this <laughs> off. That's exactly what's going on here. It's because I don't want to see the devil lady spinning in the air. Uh, with you the just air. didn't know about Jeffrey. I, I think you just didn't know about Dahmer. And then when you started to learn, you're like, okay, never mind. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he found out that he was he was burning his victims in a vat of acid in the corner of his bedroom and uh, making people do like satanic uh, poses, taking pictures, and then he'd cut their head off and make their take the picture of the same exact body in the same pose. Only now the body doesn't have a head anymore. And so yes, you're talking about pure evil, pure dark devil. If there was a devil, he's the spitting image of it. Like I don't know another way to say it. But I think the show is a vehicle, right? And I know Jimmy's heard some of these thoughts, but it's been a whole week. He probably doesn't even remember. It's a vehicle to tell a bigger picture, bigger story, not only about sociopaths, serial killers i mean there's not that many of them the numbers dwindling in history there's plenty i mean present day there's not that many we're gonna get into maybe why that could be in just a moment but it also goes into why this was allowed to happen and a lot of it had to do with the milwaukee police department he was preying on black homosexual men in a bad part of town that was low rent under patrolled and none of the cops would give a second of their time to listen to any of the African Americans or African Americans in the area because they were white cops. And you know, you can say what you want. Oh, they they drummed it up for TV, or you could be like, wow, I can't believe they play actual audio tapes of Glenda Cleveland, his neighbor who was smelling the bodies through her vents calling the cops over and over and over like there is Multiple something times. not right with this boy get over here to the point where there was a 14 year old he had abducted at one point he drugged all his all his i guess victims if you will because he was a really likable guy like most social or sociopaths and serial killers have been right all you heard about ted bundy the reason he was able to get away with all that stuff's because he was attractive and like women liked him and they like gave him the opportunity. A lawyer normal like nobody thought he could yeah right and so jeffrey dahmer kind of the same way even though he didn't appear to have like a, a huge priority on hygiene he like apparently was i guess attractive to a certain number of people and he was able to you know, trick 17 He went guys. to the military, got kicked out for drinking heavily, like nothing like too out of the ordinary. He was weird, but like I know a lot of weird people. Nothing that, that you people. look at him and just be like, this guy's record clearly cutting people with the bone saw and eating them. Um, yeah, no, kind of shocking, right? And so it just always makes me wonder before before you even get into the cops neglecting and then playing the actual phone call that Miss Cleveland placed to the the police department. The police department's like, "Ma'am, he was a nineteen year old. That was his boyfriend. They're fine. It's all taken care of." And like them playing the actual audio of the call in the nineteen eighties or late eighties, early nineties. It's chilling because you're like, "Oh wow, the cops could have easily stopped this like way before he got to victim number seventeen, but they didn't act upon it." And he was let out of prison multiple times for pedo pedo pedophilia charges. And pedophilia, like, multiple pedophilia charges. So he was multiple. caught. He was caught in ninety one. 
He was caught two days after my July, birthday. July 22nd. Holy fuck. 91. Yeah, the 21st or 22nd. Yeah, 91. Yeah. Has and, there been anyone since then that's been a... Well, that, okay. uh, I actually just Googled it, and the last one that was caught was in 2022, the last serial killer. I'm like, oh, great. It was and in what, California. And what was the statistics, <laughs> though? How What are we talking? Like, Oh, 20? I mean... Okay, I didn't dig into that, um, but probably nowhere near Jeffrey well, You can't Dauber. say probably, but yes, my point is that's the one way, you know, technology has definitely ben benefited us, right, is safety. Because it is more difficult to get away with these things because he was always going to the same clubs, going to the same place to pray. And it was just like, oh, that guy, oh, it was dark. Oh, yeah, he was blonde hair. He's six foot. Now it's like, no, he's well, no, that's camera. what me and Greg talk about. Like, if you show up as a cop in 1991 and say, oh, did you see this guy here with one picture? It's not like a phone on Facebook. They're like, this guy, here's his profile. You're like, here's a picture of him two years ago that his mom gave us. Did you guys see him? Oh, yeah, I think I did. Did you see him leave? I think with a blonde man. Okay. Did you see the car? No. Do you know the license plate? No. Do you know who the guy was? No. What do you have to go off? There's nothing. You right. know what I mean? You're just like, hmm. well, we're looking for a blonde guy. I mean, yeah. Do you have cameras? No, they didn't exist back then. Yeah, <laughs> like, you didn't you know. have cameras anywhere. Like, not even the earliest DVRs. Did you see which way the car went? No. You know what I mean? There's nothing to go off of. Wait, nothing. don't they do, um, what do you call them? Where they're like, Steak, yeah, they could do a stakeout. Yeah, you can do. No, a we're saying that the scene of the crime is well, what we're saying. I know. Yeah, but what dedicated I think every night, though. But what yeah, means no. is, if people reported him as a suspect, they could have like sat down the street and tailed him. But men, in order to dedicate those type of police resources to something, especially whenever at the time it was black people coming to white cops saying, "Hey, this guy's hurting us and killing us," they're gonna be like, "Oh, what proof do you have?" And they're like, "Well, this, this, and this," and like, "That's not enough. We're not gonna go sit down the block of where we think this guy might show up." It's never going to happen, and it didn't happen, and that's the point, right? But what led that conversation into this that me and Jim Jim and I talked about last week was is the serial well, killer. Well, here, here's, here's the number. I found it. He had six unprovoked murders of men between ages 21 and 54. Police believe he was out hunting while they arrested him. Okay, and did they say the time? Because, Stop them. Because if you did six over the course of 25 years, you know, that's a serial killer for sure, but it's not like some of these guys that just went on torrid. No, 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 no. He did these in a few months from men ages 21 to 54. He killed six of them in a few months, it says. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess that's how. Well, that hey, that proves it to you. Their range he couldn't do it for 10 long. plus years. Exactly. Three right? months. They're going to get knocked off the top before they can they can get too many murders under their belts nowadays because you're inevitably going to get caught. You have to be really powerful. You'd have to be taking people out to, you know, these mansions in the woods to be able to get away with this stuff, I'm sure. You know, be able to own the police, own politicians, that type of stuff in order to really get away with it nowadays. But I'm just asking the question that is much simpler, which is what makes the sociopath and why have the numbers dwindled so much? Is it because, is it because seemingly there are a lot more sociopaths than I'm aware of and they just don't act the same way on these actions or these feelings? They don't just mean, is it the mass shooters in the schools go. and the grocery stores? I think I can answer. I think I can answer a little bit. I don't think this is the answer, but 
The FBI firmly estimates that there are between 25 and 50 active serial killers in the United States at any given time, and many of them have never been caught and never will be. Here are just a few more notorious serial killer cases in the United States. This is written September 26, 2022. Okay, so maybe there are so, more, but we, I guess... One per I, state is what they're guessing, so... So the filter, I guess, not that news, many. Would we know even what I mean? hear about it? Would we see it on Twitter? I mean, the one thing that is still pretty uh, no, unless it happens here, because we just said that guy got arrested in California, killing six people in a few months. I never heard about him. Right. That's my point. Is how is that not front headline news? So it's there's probably people in California that didn't hear about him because I guess people we in Missouri don't need to hear about a killer in California. You know what I mean? Unless why don't we? But why don't we? Well, we, that's a good question. You're killing human beings. We need to hear about it. No, that's true. I'm not saying I don't agree with that. I just, I get it. Like nobody in New York cares. Nobody cares about killing in California because it doesn't parent, affect them. Every parent that's ever killed a baby has been on C-SPAN for a week, and the whole country is being pumped this story. And we have a serial all part killer. of the agenda. I don't. Okay, you don't have to just make these bottomless, empty statements. I'm just saying th- there's clearly a problem if it's He's not so with ang- people. It's with the news then because if if, you're, if, that, if those numbers are remotely accurate and there's that many serial killers, those these stories need to be all over the place because how are these people getting away with it? Everybody, Have every you seen under- this guy? Is he on the back right. of all, all milk cartons? Just put it on Twitter. Just everybody, every like, look, post see a potential serial killer. If you see him, report him. I like. I don't. I don't know how you could get away with it. Every seventeen. If you see him, you see run. Him. Maybe maybe we should call Elon. Maybe we should call Elon. And be like, hey, you, you know, Twitter. Anytime there's a serial killer, we're just, you know, like an Amber Alert. We need an Amber Alert for serial killers. Yeah, let's call another Elon. human dead. Hey, remember I was bashing your cars in the first segment? Well, now I need a favor. Uh, I, we like we'll, to we'll pay eight dollars. We'll pay eight dollars. I'll give you two months. I'll give you first and last month subscription fee. It it's just interesting to me because I guess if you're right, twenty five to fifty, then it's a hundred percent news filtering. And if it's not, and if there's less active, you know. Uh, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, uh, the Golden State Killer, uh, the Zodiac Killer, who may have been the same guy. Well, like as the how Golden many? Killer. But how many? Maybe they just target a different. You know, they just target different prey because nowadays, like, well, like a rabbit. Uh, no, like Howard. Uh, is it Howard Stern, the famous radio host? Am I getting that right? Yes. What about uh, last week? You called him Ron Howard. (laughs) I did. That's why. Okay, Howard Stern. What about you guys? YouTube, check it out. There was a famous. There's a famous bit. Not a bit, but there's a famous segment he does where he's just doing his show regularly, and then all of a sudden he gets a call in, and the guy claims he's a serial killer, and Howard and his partner, I can't remember her name, but they go into questioning this guy and he is answering everything telling them everything they want to know um, keeping his name and everything obviously secretive but he claims to have killed like 20 to 40 fucking he can't remember but that many prostitutes and they're like what wait a minute and they're like so you kill these prostitutes what do you do with them and he's like uh i you know just get rid of them 
And he's like, how have you never been caught? He goes, I don't think the police department gives a shit about dead prostitutes laying in the, you know, and Howard's like, hmm, you know, you're probably right. He's like, you know, I am right. It's one less problem for them on the street. Well, yeah. And he's like, and Howard's like, well, do you venture out from that? He's like, no, or else, you know, that's when they'll start sniffing. He's like, a girl that don't have no parents, no home, they find her dead. They pretty much chalk it up as a drug overdose. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I kill him and dump him there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, this maybe that's this true. Forever. Maybe that's and true. No, but it goes you know, back. I'm just saying, maybe. It goes back to the police allowing this stuff to happen. So it's it's it's, it's that's it's what I'm group, saying. It's a group effort. That's the it point. All right? goes back to that. It takes multiple parties involvement in this to make it happen. The the demographic, you know, from Dahmer going after you know low rent, impoverished area, African American homosexual males to. Uh, this alleged guy that Jimmy said was on Howard Stern that bragged about killing prostitutes. I, I you know, I, I guess, I guess certain human lives are more valuable to the police than other human lives. I don't know. I would think that we're all we're all more valuable than the serial killer himself's life because he's killing people. But I don't know. I just don't get where it starts. Is it the way you're brought up? Is it a chemical imbalance? Is there legitimate brain damage? Is there? psychiatric help needed like you know there's always some type of talk about mental illness and you know jimmy mentioned how he didn't get the death penalty and at one point on the stand he had said he's like look i'm sorry you know i knew that something was wrong with me and i wanted the death penalty and like i asked for the death penalty and they wouldn't give it to me i'm like oh no it's one of the best lines in the movie it's funny he uh he says something to the guard like he's asking him for something, and the guards like no, blah blah. And then the guards like, he's like hey, can you, you give me a cyanide? Or, he goes, can I get you? Can you give me so- two cyanide pills and a couple razor blades? And the and the officer's like, hell no, Dahmer. And he's like, what? Come on. He, he says something about the chair. He's like, I wish they just fucking give you the chair. And he's like, I asked for it, and they wouldn't right. give it to me. Yeah, I got. <laughs> Yeah, and they got know, 90 years instead. I don't know how legitimate that was, but the guy clearly like had a self-awareness of his of his problems. And so I just it's just so intriguing to me. It'll never not be Well, no, hey. And you know what? You we should probably watch this uh for next week when we record a review. There's a film from 1956, Ziddy. I had to watch this in college and it always stuck with me. It's called The Bad Seed, and it's exactly this question. It's about a little girl, looks cute, innocent as can be, but people keep dying around her, and her parents start to, you know, suspect that maybe our little girl is fucking murdering people, and, like, we're just so naive. And the question raises, is this girl born this way? Was she raised this way? Was the home, was, you know, the way they treated her? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all this shit. Was it genetically just... Set in stone that she was gonna grow up and be a serial killer, or was she formed into one? And it's actually rated a seven point four on IMDb. How about that? The Bad Seed, nineteen fifty six. Check it out, Alex. What were you gonna ask? Did this go into like any of his like early life, like before this happened? Yeah, his childhood or anything? Yes, and that was the point. The wrap up point, which is basically. You know, as much as they did have parental issues where 
you know, his mom and dad fought a lot. His mom was like manic, taking medication. You know, the dad was constantly working, but whenever he was around, he was taking Dahmer to the lake you know, that started with fishing and gutting a fish and he got all excited about that to picking up roadkill and carving it up in the garage and then like basically doing bona fide taxidermy. And, you know, Dexter used that in their series. I don't know if the origins were from Dahmer uh, and stories of Dahmer, but it, Dexter literally starts off his path in that show, the fiction show, um, the same way Dahmer's real story went, which was cutting up roadkill, literal roadkill that they just drag home. Um, That's pretty common for serial killers. Right. And so why, like, why is it, is, is, is it the dad's fault for giving him so much exposure to cutting these animals and seeing cuts? Or what was his fascination about it? Why did his adrenaline rush so much? He didn't like sports. He didn't have any friends. Yet he would cut this animal open, feel their guts, hold them in their hands, and like be sexually turned on. That's the gist. Is like he talked about being sexually attracted to organs. And there was doctors that stepped in and said that this is a thing. Like he would get sexually aroused when he would like cut people's. I know he was sent to live with his grandma for a while too. And it was just him and his grandma. I don't know how much that effect has on someone. He was an outcast of outcasts. And he he always said that he was alone, too. That's why he always kept the bodies, cut them up. Because he didn't want the people to leave them. Yes. He never wanted to be alone. Was always, he's he's an alcoholic, too. And he's always like, why are you going to leave me? Why are you going to leave me? And that was, like, the main theme of what he would kind of say before he would end up attacking his victims. And then, yeah, keeping him. He's like, well, I just wanted to keep him around. And that that alone is very odd. Um, but it, I mean, it happened. I mean, common <laughs> traits, honestly, killing animals, probably the biggest red flag of a future serial killer. It's about um, step three out of the seven steps. And once you get past step three, it's not good. You're on a bad. And he's path. got a list of steps. What? What? Yeah. What? Where does some? No, Doctor Phil, man. Hey, you guys ever watched Doctor Phil? You ever skin a raccoon before? <laughs> if you did that, you're probably three steps away from being Dahmer <laughs> on the seven step Doctor Phil steps to becoming a serial killer. So look, look, it's look. An here's the seven thing. steps. Yeah, here's the seven steps. I have no okay. idea. Uh, um. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce this. A-U-R-A. How do you pronounce that? Aura? All right, the aura phase. In the aura phase, the person begins to put a distance between him or herself and social relations. Number two, the trolling phase. Um, some reason my internet is not loading, but hang on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why this phase usually involves the process of forming an idea about a space of potential victims. Usually serial killers go through the process of searching for victims where they know or feel comfortable. Number three is the flirting phase. In the flirting phase, the killer is focused on gaining the trust of his victims. Typically, this phase is used by more daring, planned, and socially developed killers. The killer tries to socialize with the victim. Once the trust is gained, the killer takes the victim to a quiet and previously planned area to take action. The capturing phase, phase four. As the name suggests, this phase is which the killer fully reveals his true intentions. 
The method is used to capture the face can be again by selected in such a way that the killer can enjoy the action more. Number five, the murdering phase. At this point, the killer actually performs the ritual in his own way, and sometimes I it can be accompanied by I feel like I'm in a lecture hall. <laughs> and then <laughs> Professor the Jimmy. Then there's six, the totem phase, and then seven is depression phase. But yes, that's the seven phases. Thank you for okay. the um, lecture today. So somewhere, yeah, somewhere in there, he was killing, killing animals, even though that was never explicitly stated. Uh, he he was killing animals somewhere in the trolling phase, I guess. He was trolling a bunch of animals in the woods. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird to me. Honestly, because... what I was going to say before Jimmy cut me off was, I'm just saying red flags, killing animals, showing no remorse, uh, no sympathy or Lack empathy. Lack of empathy. Mm-hmm, there you go. Compulsive liar. Um, manipulative. That's yep. it. Yeah. And that's he was all those things. And Evan Peters acted it to perfection, you know, and it's it, there were certain scenes that just remind you of some of those kids you grew up with in high school. And maybe you guys did. But I always had people around that, you know, they would ask you to do a favor for them that was completely out of the question. And you'd say no. And they'd be like, dude, what the hell? You, you're just such a piece of trash friend. Like you never do any and like try to guilt trip you. I'm like, those people are probably sociopathic serial killer urges at the very least. I don't know where they're at on Jimmy's list, what step they're in, but <laughs> they were definitely in step at least one. Then. You were almost a no, victim. Dude, I was almost, almost a victim. A victim. Yeah. They were trying to get comfortable with you, Ziddy. That was step three. Try to gain trust. I thought we were friends, man. You're going to not even give me a ride? I'm like, bro, no, it's two in the morning. Don't call me at this time. Like, no, I'm not going to give you a ride. And yes, I'm I'm, I'm firm. Final answer. Uh, Friends with a bunch of serial killers. But no, it's just so weird. But. All in all, is what it are possible we to, to be friends with a bunch of serial killers? I mean, wouldn't you end up dead? Is there You're a friend with a serial killer. You Dude, Greg stepped on a bunny or whatever, killed it. So uh, there you go. A walking serial yes, killer. He did Once. take a lawnmower and run over a bunny. That's uh, no, Jesus didn't. Christ. That is not true. Did you stomp on it? Okay. Here. Don't. This is all hearsay. <laughs> this is hearsay. This is absolute hearsay. Oh, look at Alex coming in and saving a bit. That's <laughs> yeah, all hearsay. How fucking cute. I stepped on <laughs> I stepped on the the bunny for sure. Uh uh it was incidental contact though. Um nevertheless, no, not probably friends with a ton of serial killers because serial killers, that's part of the description. They don't have friends, they separate, they have no empathy, and they don't have relationships. Uh but you know, some have been married. Nevertheless, what are we actually here to do? And that is to review a show. And even though it is tied in so much with society and, you know, Milwaukee's uh, poverty oppression that allowed these things to continue to move forward, they do a really good job of diving into that. And Glenda Cleveland, again, played by Niecy Nash, put on a really good performance. That poor lady, I can't even imagine what her life was like for five years because that had to be absolutely terrifying, especially the smell. I mean... I couldn't even fathom it because none of us, I don't know what a dead body smells like, but everybody you have ever said that they do. I mean, I think Alex had a relative who had unfortunately passed in their house and his wife had walked in and that body was there for at least a few days. And it was like, they puked immediately because of the overwhelming pungent spell. So just imagine what this guy was doing to this apartment complex in a studio, basically one bedroom apartment that was 
350 square feet. Terrifying, but really, it ended up being a show that I felt delivered. I felt they told a good story. There was a lot of emotional strings pulled, and the 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 picture was painted pretty well. I'm going to give it a 40 milliliters. I thought that that I thought that it was good, not great. There's better things out there. Um, it was better than some of the Bundy documentaries and and mockumentaries and you know remakes. So, uh, did he have a deep deep freezer in this uh, apartment? He had no. He just had a, a refrigerator and like he you know allegedly kept a head in the freezer. There was a head. There was a head they pulled out of the refrigerator yeah. in a jar. Yeah. So he just that's had just a, one thing. He just had a hammer. He's in the prison the stand, and he's trying to be funny in the cafeteria. And he takes a hot dog. He goes, "Hey guys, doesn't this look like a dead finger?" And nobody says anything. They're all just staring at him. And then he dips it in ketchup. And he goes, oh, "Never mind. Now it looks like a dead finger." And like holds it up and starts going <laughs> and like licking it. And just ugh. That was a w- weird way of describing that. Basically, he was provoking a bunch of people in the cafeteria because he started getting a bunch of fan mail, and he got like this ego about him before he died. That's terrible. Like John it's Wayne awful. Gacy, it's cringeworthy watching. Well, John Wayne Gacy's final words before they put he's like "fuck everybody" or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, right before he got the lethal injection, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure they didn't show this in the film or in the show or harp on it, but rumor has it, legend has it, that the guy that killed him raped him with a broom and broke it off in his ass as the final. Uh, but, couldn't I mean, be, why would couldn't you... Couldn't be more sensitive with that verbiage at all, just well, you straight know, to the goal. No, you need to know what happened, you know? Supposedly, right. yes. he was sexually assaulted with a broom and they broke it off it's inside of him. a safer way of the... putting it. Um, yes, th- rather than go. the first way, which was extremely. Yeah, just graphic. bleep it out. Just bleep yeah, it I'll out. Do my You're best. a good editor. <laughs> sure, sure. So anyway, um, final thoughts. Min has a bus to Tel Aviv tomorrow. We're gonna get Jimmy's rating on Dahmer, and uh, we're gonna try to think of something. I'm probably gonna review Bullet Train next week. Hopefully, some of these guys will watch it between now and then. If not, check it out. Pretty good movie. Brad Pitt. Jimmy, what's your final verdict? Well, you know, a 39 is too low for this, but I think a 41 is too high. So I think usually it's, you know, up for anyone's opinion, but I think there's only one right answer, and I think you nail it on the head. I'm going to agree with you and just give it a solid 40 milliliters. I think mm-hmm. a 40 is a good number. I think it's a, a I think it's four-fifths mm-hmm. of a whole shot. Uh, it's worth giving a shot. Check it out on Netflix, Monster, The Dahmer Story, Evan Peters. He's going to win Emmys. I promise you that. If, if nothing else, worth watching for his performance. He was good in Mayor of Easttown. He played Kate Winslet's partner, uh, ended up you know, being a pivotal part of that story. But he's way better in this. And, you know, 2022 is almost over. I don't know that I've personally seen an individual performance better than his acting in this because he's that cringy and seemingly perfect. What year did pig come out? (laughs) (laughs) This has been a 50 milliliters production. 
Grab a shot. Crack a top. 